This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. There is a um, press release from the Rhode Island Republican Party. Rhode Island, a state of embarrassment. Here's how it reads. Today, the Ethics Commission voted to investigate Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, accepting a free lunch from a lobbyist. While enjoying a free lunch, McKee also accepted campaign donations from a state vendor. Joe Powers had the following comment. I'd like to thank the Ethics Commission for launching an investigation into Governor McKee for their unethical conduct. I think they mean his unethical conduct. The Ethics Commission needs to expose Rhode Island's pay-to-play political culture. What has happened in this state in the last 60 days is embarrassing. We have a governor, House Speaker, and two top administration officials under an ethics investigation. We have a state senator who keyed a car and lied to police about it, be allowed to keep his committee chairmanship by a Senate president who keyed a car in the past. We have a state representative who leads the Finance Committee, except an illegal loan for his campaign. Lastly, we have a lieutenant governor whose campaign team, Forged Names, is under a criminal investigation. Rhode Island is a state of embarrassment. You know, it's hard to argue with any of that it's all accurate as a matter of fact um it's not pretty but folks what you have right now is i i want to go back and i'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record but a problem that we have that needs to be addressed and changed is that the people that right now are in charge who are holding office are not the people who the voters wanted the only reason they're there is because our state allows individuals to manipulate our election system. Hear me out. I I still maintain the most important aspect of voting to me is day of voting. Day of voting. And as I have said repeatedly in the past, last September, Helena Folks, former CEO of CVS, she won day of voting. That's who the voters wanted. Why didn't she, why wasn't she announced the winner of the primary? Because Governor McKee, with special interests like this Holly McLaren ballot harvest and grabbed all these ballots and stuffed the ballot boxes. And then boom, McKee was able to win by 3000 ballot votes, but he lost day of voting. Same, same token. You go to the race of Lieutenant governor last November, Aaron Gukian won day of voting against Sabina Matos. Why, why was Matos then? Why is she the lieutenant governor? Because the same individuals, Holly McLaren and these crooked campaign special interests, they grabbed all these mail ballots and ballot harvest and stuffed these drop boxes with mail ballots. And then, boom, even though Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos lost to Republican Aaron Gukian, she announced the winner because the mail ballots put her over the top. As a result of that, you don't have people who the voters want. Right now, if the state of Rhode Island, and also the third example was Alan Funk should be in Congress, not Seth Magaziner. But if the state of Rhode Island had normal voting procedures, just in line with Massachusetts, Connecticut, we would have Governor Helena Folks, and it would be an entirely different state. And you'd also have Lieutenant Governor Aaron Gukian, Republican. Those are the two individuals that the voters wanted. The special interest in the people like McKee and Matos who game the system that know how to stuff drop boxes, ballot boxes, ballot harvesting. Uh, Remember, in Connecticut and Massachusetts, the limit is 10. One individual cannot collect more than 10 ballots. So in Massachusetts and Connecticut, someone like this Holly McLaren, quote, the vendor, would be out of business. But in Rhode Island, they pay someone like that per ballot. And there's no checks and balances in the ballots that they're handing in. 
as a result of that, if Rhode Island, and I, I am pleading with those at the state house, if Rhode Island would just fall in line with Massachusetts and Connecticut and limit it to 10, Rhode Island's unlimited the number of ballots that one individual can collect. By doing that, you pave the way for someone like this, quote, vendor who gets paid per ballot, even though they deny that, but that's what it is, to go out and then collect ballots. So now I'm not saying it's perfect and I'm not saying it's foolproof, but it'd be a much better system than what we have right now. Rhode Island needs to stop being the wild, wild west with all of these ridiculous ballots and the ballot harvesting that goes on. I, I get it. There are people that are shut-ins. There are people that military serving overseas. There are people that have health problems, what have you. There are people traveling out of state. I get that. But that's not what this is. This is they go around, and as I have said in the past, it is like a scavenger hunt for ballots. And because of the nature of it, it opens the door for someone like this, quote, vendor, as they say, where then you hire someone who then forges the signatures. And I also want to remind people, ballots no longer even have to be notarized. So now there's even, you know, there aren't even fingerprints on who's handing in forged ballots. The system needs corrected, and the Republican Party needs to seize this moment and close these loopholes. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. Call them today, heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations, you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, Propane Plus, heating and cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on Propane Plus. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. Now, if you're not following what's going on with Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, uh, it's very significant. As I said, this story is huge. It's The situation for her is getting worse, not better. And the media is fully dug in on the campaign. So there's a couple of things about this. Um, number one, I want to give credit to Ian Donis of Rhode Island NPR, who has uncovered um, a photograph of this woman, Holly McLaren. And she was the, the Matos campaign manager, who also managed the campaign of Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. He claimed that this Holly McLaren was not involved in any way with the Matos campaign last fall. However, Ian Donis has come up and found two photos. And in one of the photos, as I'm looking at right now, you see this Holly McLaren, and she's holding a Sabina Matos sign. And in the, the picture, Sabina Matos, and then also Governor McKee is there, and then in a second photo, not only is Holly McLaren holding, she's wearing a Dan McKee shirt. She's got a Sabina Matos sign. And in the photo is Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, also Governor McKee, but also Secretary of State Greg Amore and the new general treasurer, who was the former mayor of Central Falls. So, in a, of course, along with Governor McKee. So... You know, at that press briefing last Friday that everyone is still buzzing about, the Matos campaign manager, Brexton Isaacs, said that Holly McLaren was not involved in the Sabina Matos campaign in 2022. Just Governor McKee. But now the new pictures have emerged that show her holding signs for both campaigns. 
So now you have a reporter of the Boston Globe saying, well, I'm questioning how involved was she actually in the campaigns? Now, what you also have is the amount of credibility that Governor McKee and um, Sabina Matos and specifically the campaign manager for Governor McKee is quickly disintegrating. So, listen, this is important. And for those that are not fully paying attention to it, you have to understand, as much as you hear about people talking about uh, threats to democracy, our democracies on the line, uh, Sabina Matos had the nerve to come out with her first campaign commercial, and she shows January 6th and keeps attacking this business of MAGA Republicans. These people, her campaign is the subject of a criminal probe of people forging signatures just to get her on the ballot. If they're willing to do that, it's hard to reconcile that they would not be willing to forge signatures in order to get mail ballots. Now, I, I fully understand. We'll let the investigation play out, but the state police are involved. The attorney, the attorney general is, is involved. Now, the longer this goes on, number one, it's not good for Governor McKee. Make no mistake about that. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think they don't know what to do about it. They don't know what to do about it. Um, and the worst thing for Governor McKee is, you know, do you go in the bunker? Yesterday, the two of them are out at an event at Rocky Point, some, you know, nonsensical photo op. And he can't even answer basic questions about what he thinks about the situation. So this broke, this story broke last Monday, and, and then it was a full week. What you're seeing right now is this is about to be week two. Now, Matos is still running. So the longer she stays in, more information is dribbling out. On top of that, Governor McKee's got his own problems. The Rhode Island Ethics Commission has now opened. They voted. They've opened an investigation whether or not he violated state law when he had that lunch at the Capitol Grill with the lobbyists. They voted five to nothing. Well, the, the bottom line is that he will be found guilty. He absolutely did. We already have the facts of this. It's not complicated. So you have a campaign that absolutely, an administration really, you have the Matos campaign for Congress, which she wants to, it's, it's ludicrous that she, I want to talk about the issues. Well, the number one issue is whether or not she is not only qualified, but just the integrity issue with her campaign. And what makes this also difficult for Governor McKee is it was his campaign manager from last year who's also now the Matos campaign manager. So this is not going away anytime soon. But what you're also seeing is the press is seeing that they can't be taken at their own word. So last Friday night at that now infamous press briefing that I was at, as many of you know, and they, they felt I was asking very aggressive questions some of, the, some of the other members of the media now are realizing that my questions were right on the mark. The answers they were getting were not the truth. This business of she's just a vendor, she was a campaign worker for the McKee Matos ticket last fall. That's what we're learning. So it's not going to, this story is not going away anytime soon. If anything, the, the onion continues to get peeled back. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement, call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252, AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling, contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ Drywall, Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401 323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, 
can always listen online at the website to petro.com. Folks, joining us right now from the Hill, staff writer, it's Caroline. And Caroline, I want to make sure I pronounce your last name correctly. Is it Caroline Vakil? Vakil. Vakil. I apologize. Caroline, um, thank you for joining us. If you could start, why don't we start off? If you could talk a little bit, I know you've done some reporting on uh, Reswami in his bid right now on whether or not he's going to gain any traction in this Republican primary for president. Sure. Um, So, you know, there are signs that he has um, gained some traction and some momentum. Um, We're starting to see him climb up um, in some of these polls. Um, But, you know, since he launched his campaign in February, he is one of a handful of Republican candidates who are going to make the debate stage next month. Um, Republican candidates need to make um, meet certain criteria those include polling donor thresholds and a pledge and they're designed to sort of weed out candidates um and, and make sure that they're they're able to you know essentially take on president biden that's the rnc's goal um going into next november um vivek ramaswamy did meet that polling requirement that donor threshold which is you know a minimum of forty thousand donors uh unique donors and so for him, you know, even though he was initially seen as a bit of a long shot candidate, the fact that he's going to be on that debate stage next year is going to be very crucial for him or any candidate not named Donald Trump who wants to take on the former president for the GOP nomination um, by next my next year. Caroline, it's it's uh, really incredible when you think about it that right now and in, in with your reporting folks. And again, it's um, you can see the story in the Hill. But Caroline, Right now, it's it's Trump, DeSantis, and, and Vivek. I mean, I don't think anyone saw anything like this coming compared to look at who he's vaulted past. Pence, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. Um, what, what do you attribute? What, how is he resonating that's causing him to come up so strong? I think there's a couple of factors that Republicans I speak to point to about Vivek Ramaswamy's rise right now. One is that he is an outsider candidate. And, you know, much like former President Trump being an outsider, obviously there were different dynamics at play. But I think because he is not necessarily being beholden to any political office or establishment, um, I think that some people find it refreshing that he is speaking more candidly um, and that he has a little bit of a more outside view of politics. Um, you know, he has also um, made a, a number of, of headlines in terms of sort of uh, different policies that he um, has kind of been forthcoming about or, you know, just where his stance is on certain issues. He for example, released a a list of um, judicial nominees for the Supreme Court, um, including several uh, senators that, you know, current senators on that list. Um, You know, he's also had a a fundraising strategy that's a little bit unique in terms of helping him notch the um, required donor uh, threshold that the RNC requires for candidates to be on the stage next month, um, saying that you know, uh, people that help his campaign um, fundraise for him will get a 10% stake in whatever they raise. So I think some of these sort of policies that he has been, you know, forthcoming with have also started to make their own headlines. And so I think that's why we're starting to see a little bit of the shift in, in dynamics right now. They also, you know, say that he's a, that they really like the way he communicates his ideas. They think he's a fresh voice. He's young. He's, you know, the first millennial um, to be running for the Republican nomination. So a couple different very uh, variables at play with Vivek Ramaswamy right now. Caroline, it's also interesting because he seemingly, you know, he refuses to condemn President Trump. And you have someone like Chris Christie saying the only way, you know, the only path is you got to take down the former president yet here you have the candidate who seemingly is rising and i i would think right now he's he's almost he's been the most friendly to president trump out on the campaign trail i think what the story of underscores for not only vivek ramaswamy but for other candidates is that they're trying to court all of the same sort of Republican um, voters, and they have to be—they have to make a calculus about 
how much they want to differentiate themselves and also critique the former president because, you know, Republicans agree that there is a base locked in that is going to be loyal to former President Trump and they want him to be the GOP nominee. And so the calculus for other candidates is how they're going to um, differentiate themselves, how much they're going to go and critique. Um, And I think that, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy is trying to balance that same balance that other candidates are having to face. When you talk about someone like former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie right now, his, you know, his approach is to be very direct against former president trump but we're not necessarily seeing a bump in in you know all of the polls um and so i think that kind of suggests that you know there there might be multiple variables at play here but there you know essentially it's a question of whether or not that's going to be completely effective for those candidates um that may not end up being completely effective for former new jersey governor chris christie um unless something changes and the mindset of republican voters starts to change somewhere folks again we're speaking with caroline vacal of the hill and caroline before i let you go simply because we're so close to new hampshire uh you had a good story how the former Senator Kelly uh, Oyonet is is announcing she's running for governor. This um, Governor Sununu announcing he's not going to be seeking re-election. That seems to really open the door for a completely open seat. You're right, and I think that there are non-election, uh, non-partisan election handicappers that are, are taking notice of that as well. Cook Political Report, um, which is one of those non-partisan election handicappers, um, changed their rating of this race to a toss-up after Governor Sununu announces um, that he wasn't going to be running for another term. So this is going to be seen as a big pickup opportunity for Democrats. There are two Democrats so far running on the Democratic side, um, and then there are two Republicans running um, you know, on the GOP side. And so we're going to sort of see how this sort of plays out. Obviously, this is a bit early, um, but with the former senator's entry in the race, um, you know, we're going to sort of start to see how things shake out ahead of next year. Folks, again, she's with The Hill, and you can read both the articles online and i'm going to have a link to them uh as well it's caroline vehicle caroline excellent reporting great to talk to you and we'll talk to you again thanks so much for having me john it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland diagonally across from davenport restaurant stop in and see marie that historic white church shop local inside all quality products vitamins herbal remedies trusted companies they understand quality integrity it's my health it's all about your health local products i say honey maple syrup beef fresh gum you know they carry over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas hemp and cbd products and much more natural skincare products stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland it's all about health for you for your family there's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. When you're there, unique stories, unique video. You can also, uh, if you'd like to contact me, the easiest way to do that is at the website, dipietro.com. No eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And don't forget, you can also uh, pick up some great merchandise items in the shop. Well, the mess regarding... Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, NBC10, has uncovered more signatures that appear to be fraud. This is a problem. As I've said, it's getting worse, not better. Now, Governor McKee was also weighing in. This whole business they're trying to, quote, blame the vendor is ridiculous. This woman was a campaign worker for the, the campaign. Let's pick it up 
NBC 10. steps back into public view, campaigning over the weekend in East Providence, where council members say they never signed to forms, and side by side with her old pal, the governor, today. The Matos campaign for Congress making the best of it after a disaster of a week. Hello again, everyone. I'm Gene Balicenti. Good to have you with us tonight. I'm Patrice Wood. But now, the I-Team has uncovered more nomination oh. signatures submitted for Matos that are suspect tonight. The I-Team's Brian Crandall is here after questioning Matos and the governor more today. Brian? Patrice and Jean Matos Friday evening blamed a vendor, a one-woman company, for submitting suspected phony nomination signatures on her campaign's behalf, names of dead people and others who say they didn't sign them in Jamestown, Newport, and East Providence, including city councilors there, as we just mentioned. And today, we found more turned in, in Providence. Angling for some positive news now, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos attends an event with Governor Dan McKee. Do you think your explanation is going to carry weight with voters or some of your opponents are saying you just didn't take accountability? Uh, you were there. You heard me when I said that I'm very regretful that that incident that was done um, on the name of my campaign uh, had caused voters to have any doubts in the democratic process. And I do take responsibility sure. for that. She didn't take any. But at the end of the day, I was trying to figure out what was going on. Certainly, she recognized that uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem. They, problem. She recognized that. And, um, I, you know, people know that vendors are not always the most reliable and the most vendors. honest. Matos hired Holly McLaren to collect signatures. Her campaign admits they didn't vet her, saying she had a good reputation. She worked with McLaren, McKee. as we reported last week, appeared in McKee ads last year and worked on his campaign. Do you know who she is? Have you ever met um, her? We met, uh, I met last year during the campaign. Um, yes, so I, I met her last year. I have nothing to, to give me any indication that I should be concerned about her work or what she does. You Are you surprised to hear this by some of the people who were involved in your this campaign? This is the last one we're going to do on this topic. Yeah, so I, I, I am surprised. Has there been any review within your campaign based on what's now unfolding because there are some of the same people involved? No, not really. I think that's, uh, you know, we, we ran a good campaign, and an honest one. Oh, yeah. I talked on the phone today with two more people who tell me they never signed Mato's nomination wow. forms. Though their names and those of their spouses <clears throat> appear on forms submitted in Providence by McLaren and Shayna Gallagher. Yep. The two women who submitted suspicious signatures in other communities. We've tried, but have not been able to reach either one of them. I'm very much interested as to find out what happened because I, I, it doesn't make any sense. She was told The Attorney General's to office, as we've reported, is taking the lead on the ongoing investigation. And despite the fiasco, Montos will be on the ballot for the primary in the congressional race. I'm Brian Crandall, NBC 10 News. I Folks, when we talk about damage to democracy, the way they love to throw around that phrase and the MAGA Republicans and this nonsense well can you imagine if she actually won the primary and won the election is there anyone that would have any confidence in the result of the election if in fact she could actually pull it off I don't think she'll be able to what you just heard was a very uncomfortable Governor McKee and talk about throwing quote a vendor it's not a vendor it was a campaign worker, and photos are emerging of this Holly McLaren. Not only is she with Governor McKee, not only she is with she um, with Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, she's with the Secretary of State. She's with the General Treasurer. Now, the Secretary of State, I just wonder if he should have recused himself since he's in campaign photos with her. So this was a Democrat campaign worker, not, quote, like a vendor, someone you hire to stock the soda machine or, you know, cater a meal. Vendor. No, this was a campaign worker. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 
Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot, J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, online at jperrypaving.com, and look for them on Facebook. Check out topetro.com. We have merchandise, all the shows, video, exclusive stories waiting for you right there at topetro.com. You're listening to the John DePetro Show. Well, the Karen Reed case back in court. Let's pick it up. She did do an interview with NBC News, and this is the case out of Canton. Shout out to Turtle Boy. has been all over this case, breaking different allegations. There's allegations of a some kind of a cover-up. Let's pick it up. This is the Karen Reed case out of Canton. Dateline exclusive. Karen Reed, the Mansfield woman with ties to Dighton, accused of murdering her boyfriend, a Boston police officer, speaks out, claiming he was set up and she was framed. This comes just one day before she's scheduled to be in court for her pretrial hearing. I'm Patrice Wood. And I'm Dan Janik. Dateline had the exclusive interview with Karen Reed, and the 19th's Molly Levine is live in studio now with part of that interview. Molly? Dan and Patrice, it happened back on January 29th, 2022. Reed drops her boyfriend, John O'Keefe, off at a party that was last place he was seen alive. I texted him, I called him, and within minutes of him exiting my car, is not answering his phone. Minutes. That's the story Karen Reed tells. She claims she dropped her boyfriend, John O'Keefe, off at a house party in Canton, Massachusetts. After they left the bar they were at earlier that same night. We were happy, having fun, laughing. Uh, just very normal. The home belonging to a fellow Boston cop. She says when they got there, John went inside to go check the party out while Karen waited in her SUV. When he didn't text or call back, she says she drove home, fell asleep, and when she woke up that morning and her boyfriend wasn't there, she went out searching. His eyes were swollen shut. He had blood dripping out of his nose. She found John lying here in the snow outside of the home she dropped him at, calling 911 and blurting out her thoughts as first responders got there. Did you say, I wonder if I hit him? Did I said, I, Did I kill him? I said, could I have hit him? The Massachusetts State Police concluded that's what happened, claiming Karen and John argued in the car, John got out, Karen backed into him and drove away. Police say they found this at the scene, pieces of broken taillights. A prosecutor in court reading from a first responder's interview, quoting Karen. Defendants uh, then made several statements uh, to her indicating, I hit him, I hit him, I hit him, I hit him. Later, Karen allegedly went to her parents' home in Dighton, where a trooper says her SUV had a broken taillight. She pled not guilty to second-degree murder. I have an innocent client. Period. Her attorney, Alan Jackson, believes John was set up that night, claiming there were people there that had troubled history with John. John O'Keefe got out of a car, walked into the house, was sucker punched, fell, hurt himself, and then ultimately his body was moved. The defense claims a cover-up. Massachusetts State Police is involved. Uh, there, are, there are people that were in that house that are involved. Prosecutors deny it. Filing a motion, the defense attorney stops talking to the media. And both sides are due back in court tomorrow. We'll have coverage right here on NBC10. As for the full exclusive interview with Karen Reed, that will air on a future Dateline episode, but no word yet on when that air date is. You know, a big part of this <clears throat> is notice that when here's what gives me pause about this Karen Reed case. When she first, when she did the interview on Dateline, she, oh, we were having fun. I dropped him off. And then that that's not what really happened they were having an argument i believe she didn't want to go into the party she it's very possible what how did she damage her back it's very possible she either on purpose or accidentally backed into him and then he fell down into the snowbank very very possible so i'll admit there's a lot of you know different noise around this case but notice when she gave the impression like we were having a good time, I dropped him off, he went in, something must have happened. 
that's not fully accurate. And if that was the case, when when she was questioned, you wouldn't start saying, I hit him, I hit him. Oh my God, did I kill him when I backed into him? I mean, think how how hard you'd have to back into someone in order to damage your, your taillight. So, I, I, I again, I know there's a lot of noise about this, but you can't skip over that. I'm always suspect in in any type of case like this where they try to skip over very important details, and that's a very important detail. So that's not what she initially told police. She took the attitude and tells a different story. They did have a fight. I think they had all been drinking a lot. But her defense attorney, you know, I have an innocent client here. Boy, we've never heard that before. Said anyone that's ever represented someone accused of murder. So the Karen Reed case, we'll keep you updated on that. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Falcon Pest Services, when you have a pest problem, give them a call. Serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, 401 739-1322. Falcon Pest Services, residential or commercial, whether it is for maybe you have some kind of a termite problem, bed bugs, ants, roaches. Listen, a mice problem. Mice can be problematic. Rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, all different types of programs, multifamily housing, condos, apartments, single-family homes, restaurants, office buildings, highly trained, experienced pest control technicians. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's a one-time treatment, monthly service, quarterly, or year-round protection. You can depend. Falcon Pest Services. Call them today for a free quote, 401-739-1322. Get your yard sprayed. Get rid of those mosquitoes. Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services. You can also find them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. All right, let's go back to, this is from Friday night, the total debacle. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, press briefing. Uh, Tucker Council. Uh, it's been reported that, that this is proven true, that it's a felony. Do you, is that your interpretation as well? If, if which part is proven true? Uh, the Jamestown situation, where someone who's deceased, the signature was put in that, that was fraud. Do you accept that that is a felony? Do you, is that your interpretation as well? Um, I mean, look, I think there are there are clearly are criminal policies yes. with respect to this uh, within the statute. Um, so, you know. And so if there were 40 examples, that would be 40 felonies. Is that correct? 40 examples of... of 40 examples of signature fraud. I think that's a question for the Attorney General as to whether or not they'd be separate counts. That? Uh, that's not what I've uh, been focused on, no. We've heard a lot about Holly, but what about Shana Gallagher, the yep. one who submitted papers? The other one. Folks, what a disgrace this is. Wow. Um... Sitting lieutenant we are, we're still finding out, as, I, as we just alluded, uh, mentioned a moment ago, manager. who, in fact, was uh, engaged with this vendor. We have reason to believe that, that she was, but we are looking to confirm that, that now. You believe she was on that, that one vendor that you spoke about? Was, was, was engaged with the vendor, yes. Vendor. Is her campaign 1099, worker. as it were, going to be a corporate, going to a corporation, to an individual? Have you done any research on that whatsoever? I, I can't, I don't have the information to answer that right so now. So if we can reflect back, there's no contract. There's no understanding of what the compensation structure truly was. There was no budget for this. There was no, did, was there any track record? Do they have any references in terms of petition gathering? It's a technical area. It's not a, it's, this isn't stuffing and folding envelopes. Again, I'll reiterate that, that uh, the, 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 the vendor in question uh, had a, a, a well-known reputation and in being involved in Democratic campaigns. Sure she did. Uh, and was... Uh, she had been arrested uh, for forgery. Uh, imagined to do good work, and we imagine that... We, we, we want <laughs> that every vendor set. that works with our campaign to operate yeah. with integrity and fraud. honesty. That clearly didn't happen here. What um, as, as John mentioned, that this you know, this arrangement was what was in the normal course of business in, camp, in campaigns. We requested these that. records and these documents. Um, from the vendor, what a uh, we've yet to receive them, but we will. We are looking forward to receiving She's them. He's a known forger. Governor, have you spoken with the state police? No. This have is you me. Reached out to the state police. I'm waiting to see if anyone's going to reach out to me. Why? 
they are investigating, correct? Well, are if, you if they... Are you aware of that, or...? I read about it, uh, but if they want to speak with me, they know where to find me. And the Attorney General's office, have you spoken about him? Haven't spoken with him either. Can you make yourself available? I already said I have made every, I instructed my campaign to provide any documentation well, that the Attorney like General no asked. So, so, well, that would be the job of the Attorney General and the State Police to request whatever they need, and we're going to cooperate with them with whatever they need. Do you think this is a fair issue on the campaign trail? Like, will you, do you think this is a fair issue for people to bring up regarding your candidacy? Why? Why? Because your campaign is under criminal, criminal. for Congress. You are, you are sitting lieutenant governor. It's unprecedented. We haven't seen you all week. And you ask why? Is that the question? You don't think that this is an issue? She doesn't think it's an issue for okay, the campaign. Do you have a question? Yes. What is your question? Will you, do you accept that this is an issue as part of the campaign? This, again. You were part of a, a, some kind of a forum the other day. And the people involved with it said they were instructed not to mention this. That's so right. My point is, do you think that's, that's, that's not true? Yeah. That's, that's not true. That's what they that's said. That's not true. That's, That's not true. I actually was suspect. Think, I actually was suspecting the question, and I actually thought that my opponents were going to bring it up, okay. and so I was waiting for it, and they didn't bring it up. Issue. So now I'm ready, and I'm ready to answer to my opponents. I'm not. I'm. This has been a really tough week for me. Oh, gee, sorry. To have to be quiet and let everybody you just say spoken. whatever they you want. You were releasing statements. Not anymore. Why did you have to be quiet? But, you didn't have to. Hmm? You could have spoken out. You were because, statements. as I said earlier, I was waiting for the board to make the decision before speaking out to the media. Which of your rivals do you believe have politicized this issue, as you said earlier? Folks, again, um, I, I don't believe anything that she said. Seven I want to get to the part I, sort of I asked their name, about I wish who for fired Holly. Give them more, you can. Your leadership as a result of she doesn't think I work every day to me. So, do you think this speaks to your leadership? Are you going back to work on Monday? I've been working every day. I work seven days a week. You work this past week? I work, not at your office. I work every day. Okay. I work McKee. every day for the people of Rhode Island. Don't, every why, day. The seven days. Why didn't you go to the press conference today? regarding? Again, we were working, okay. trying what to gather information for this. Be Rocky Point. Are you going to be with him at Rocky Point on Monday? I'll probably. We'll love to go to, pro, I'd love to go to Rocky Point. I, I'll let you know. I'll has, confirm. I'll let you know. She's been hiding all be week. Dismissed. That up. What's very clear is it's obvious that, and that we're not challenged in the complaint. So that, if, that, if that really had preceded the, the merits, that would have Congress. been a ruling. You were there today, and you're very experienced in this. They're talking about the board. Press conference. of the board. Mm -hmm. It's two different. Session of the board was going to. Mm -hmm. Do you have any worries? For my campaign, but for she doesn't everyone. Think it should be an issue for the campaign. The vendor was terminated. By email. By email. Oh, so, the was terminated. They're running for office, so. I think um, there's a lot of lessons that all of us can learn from what happened here. Holly was terminated from your campaign? The vendor was terminated. And who fired her? The person who hired her. Who, which was who? My campaign manager. Okay. And how was she notified? By email. By email. So this happens, and you don't call her and say, what, what happened here? This happens, it breaks, and no one says, let's hear your side of things? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that, you know, we, we did reach out to her <laughs> counsel. Um, and How is that possible? She has counsel. And and we reached out to her counsel and have not received she a substantive has a lawyer. answer as to, as to what our question is. Was that on Monday night? I don't remember the exact day. It was earlier this week. So it breaks in the news. Mm -hmm. you reach, she already has a lawyer set up? By the time we, we were prepared to reach out to her, we our understanding was that she had a letter. That's impossible. I, I don't remember the person's name. Has this impacted fundraising at all? Oh, my God. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. At Med Urgent Care, walk-in urgent care center, all your medical needs. They're open seven days a week, doctors and nurses. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center, 5750 Post Road east greenwich right across from felicia's again they're open seven days a week at med urgent care when you need urgent care without the wait now when i've been in that situation and i needed urgent care that's where i went if you want to go to emergency room and have a long wait well you're free to do that otherwise do what i did go to at med urgent care whether it's work related maybe someone's not feeling well someone needs stitches whatever it may be at med urgent care 
comprehensive outpatient urgent care facility. There's two locations, one near you, Johnston right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. That's right across from Felicia's. When you need, and I need urgent care, you want AtMed Urgent Care. Again, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson and the Atwood Medical Center and 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. Seven days a week, doctors and nurses at Med Urgent Care. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. So Friday, I did go to um, the lieutenant governor, had that late well not late late afternoon early evening six o'clock press briefing and i'll tell you folks it was it was just pathetic if you haven't seen it you should see it it's online um I'm, it's one of those things i'm glad i went i did not find her explanation for things uh i didn't find them i didn't find it plausible i didn't find her believable um she marches into this whole business of uh let me play some of her and her attorney this was friday and this is her with this uh very dramatic reading where then she even gets emotional Good evening. Um, thank you all of you for being here today i want to begin by thanking the people of rhode island for their patience as we have been working to understand this situation Hold on one moment, folks. I may have a, um, I may have a clearer audio of this, and that I'd rather play. I want to double check. I think I do. I apologize. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me play. It's worth the listening to. To the lieutenant governor's qualification for the ballot, yeah. the lieutenant governor is on the ballot. Um, she w- she had been already uh, qualified for the ballot by the Secretary of State after the boards of canvassers across the state had reviewed the petition signatures. And today, again, the Board of Elections confirmed that, and the lieutenant governor will be on the ballot. Uh, okay, Thank here you. she comes. All right, let's just start it over again. It's worth it. Good evening. Um, thank you, all of you, for being here today. I want to begin by thanking the people of Rhode Island for their patience as we have been working to understand this situation. They haven't been patient. While we do not know every detail, I want to share what we know. After this statement, my team and I are happy to answer your questions. This week, We have heard reports that a vendor hired by my campaign to help collect signatures engaged in a widespread and outrageous attempt to defraud my campaign, the people of Rhode Island, and the democratic process. Let me be clear. I did not ask for that. I did not need this. This doesn't help me or my campaign. Nonetheless, this betrayal of trust was in the name of my campaign. And for that, I'm deeply sorry that this happened. I hold myself and everyone on my campaign to the highest ethical standards. My campaign provided clear instruction to this vendor and everyone who collected signatures for us. These individuals disregarded our campaign's instruction. They betrayed the trust of my campaign and may have broken the law. That vendor has been fired. Campaign worker. I have ordered my campaign to prepare all relevant documents for the Attorney General's investigation. Anyone who has broken the law must be held accountable for their actions. I came to this country when I was a young woman because I knew that America was the country where everybody's, everybody's voices was heard. 
This is the greatest democracy in, on earth. Used to be. And that's why I'm so disappointed that some of my opponents have spent this past week politicizing these unfortunate events for their own political gain. These guys didn't have the facts. No one did. This fraud hurts all of us and using it for political attacks to try to help themselves is shameful. I expect those Washington-style attack from the MAGA Republicans. Oh my God. But now from my fellow Democrats who I have always treated with respect. Rhode Islanders want to focus on them, no fighting with each other. Not true. That's why I have been running a positive campaign, talking about the issues that Congress need to address. Positive fraud. Good jobs, reproductive freedom, common sense gun safety, and protecting our rights, oh our freedom, our democracy. Democracy. I have served in public office for 12 years as city councilor, as council president, and now as lieutenant governor. I have the experience and the record to make a difference in Congress on day one. Thank you. Now I'm glad to answer your question. Are you trying to claim that somebody is on purpose? One at a time, guys. We'll get your questions. Lieutenant Governor, what do you say to this throwing your campaign into chaos? You had an AG criminal investigation. Now the referral today of all the signatures to the AG's office. How can you run an effective campaign when the specter is hanging over you of both the criminal and procedural investigations? The people of Rhode Island know me. I have a track record that they can look at. They know the work that I have done first as a, at the local level in the city council and now as lieutenant governor. So I'm confident that we're going to be running a strong campaign and we're going to win this campaign. If there's criminal charges regarding someone, a vendor, the campaign does stop with you. Will you remain in office as lieutenant governor if there are criminal charges under your campaign? Let's be clear. My campaign is not under investigation. Listen to this. A vendor that my campaign not hires true. is under investigation. And that do, do you think are you that they are did you, something you, on purpose? Your campaign, in terms of the contract with the vendor, uh, for signatures, mm -hmm. were they paid by the gross signature? Were they only paid on verified signatures? And how much were they paid for per signature? Um, so I can, um, Braxton can tell you the details. We just hired them. All right. Then, um, Not true. Folks, again, much more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. Remember to follow the John DePietro Show on YouTube. It's John DePietro Show on YouTube. Subscribe, which means you get notified whenever we post new videos. You find original content, video you can't find anywhere else. Subscribe today. It's free. It's the YouTube channel of the John DePietro Show.